0: The definition of a great work culture is just one that is consistent between what it thinks, what it says, and how people act. An amazing work culture eats strategy for breakfast, operational excellence for lunch, and everything else for dinner. Culture isn't something, it is everything to your business success. hey y'all i'm so glad you're here this is ladies kicking ass a helpful and encouraging podcast for women who work in or support the home service and skilled trades industries my name is tanya wilson and i'm passionate about encouraging women to break into this industry stand up in their roles if they're already here tell their stories of badassery and provide coaching encouragement industry secrets and business hacks that I've personally used in my own companies to help you build and scale the service business of your dreams. But we can't talk hustle without addressing the bustle. And that means most of us are trying to do a million things at once, like juggling being an entrepreneur, raising a family, being a partner, wife, sister, friend, soccer mom, doggy mom, and all those other titles that we love. It's all on the table here. We discuss the wins, the losses, marketing, momming, business development, relationships, and above it all, loving and believing in yourself. I'm on a mission to build a community of women that are supporting and celebrating the fact that most of us don't have our shit together, and that's okay. But together, with great support, we can do it all. Come on, let's do this. Welcome to the Ladies Kickin' Ass Podcast. Hi, ladies, and welcome back to another episode of the Ladies Kicking Ass podcast. Today, we are talking about workplace culture. This isn't something you should focus on in your business, this is the cornerstone of your business because hiring the right people will determine your company's level of success. It's proven. Your first hires need to be the pick-it-up-and-do-whatever-needs-to-be-done people. Not the, that's-not-my-job people. Those people will never last. I saw a poster once in an office building, and I loved it so much. And I want to share it with you. It was titled, That's Not My Job. And I'm going to read it. This is a story about four people named Everybody, Somebody, Anybody and nobody. There was an important job to be done, and everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. Moral of the story? Hire people, especially your first hires, to be the kind of people that will do any job that needs to be done. Hire scrappy people. Hire people who want to be part of growing the business with you. There really are two different kinds of hires. Someone to strengthen your strengths and the other person to fill your voids. Hire that person that fills your voids first. Identify what your struggles are. And then identify what your weaknesses are. Hire for those first. If you're not sure what they are, be old-fashioned, get a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle, strengths on the left, weaknesses on the right, and write them out. Now look at that list. When you look at that list, which one do you dread doing the most? You can should consider hiring that out first. Now... That can be outsourcing it to someone else or that could be actually bringing someone in as an employee to take care of that for you. My advice, if you are a solopreneur or you're just starting out and looking to hire someone is to hire someone that is an extension of yourself. And what I mean by that is hire an assistant. you need to be able to have more time in the day, right? Well, we can't get more time in the day, but what we can do is we can train somebody to be just like us at the things that we have to do that are task related. And that person can take care of those tasks for us, which frees up some of our time to be able to work on our business, not in our business. Does that make sense? My most impactful hire to date has been when I hired my assistant Sophie. Sophie became an extension of me. She took over the task related things that I was doing that was consuming so much of my time, which have freed up time for me to work on my business, doing sales and marketing, the things I'm good at, instead of working in my business like taking phone calls and scheduling appointments. Does that make sense? It's really something that is super simple, but can be a little bit difficult. So I'm going to give you some tips today on the best way to do this. One most important, I think, Out of all of the things I'm going to talk about today is hiring for attitude and not just on education, job skills, and a resume. The right people with the right attitude can be trained to literally do anything. A great hiring practice that we have implemented here is that we have people come in and they actually go out in the field with us, including office people. And they see what we do. They see what our business is all about. If you are interviewing to work out on our service technician team, you have to come in and work and do labor with the guys for a couple of days and see if it's actually something that you would like to do. Now, I have a septic pumping company for those of you that may be new to the podcast and a junk removal company. So, neither one of these jobs are glamorous, awesome, <laughs> easy things to do. We've had guys come in here that are like, Yeah, sure, I could do that. I mean, that, how hard can it possibly be? They last one day and say, mm, Not for me. Having that person come in and actually work in the field saved me the time and expense of hiring and firing an employee understand where I'm going with this. This can be applied in any kind of home service or skilled trades business. Above and beyond just the duties of whatever the job may entail, spending a day or two with this person will also give you some insight as to who they are as a person and how well they will culturally fit into your business. Do not make exceptions for shitty people that have the skills you need to do the job you will always regret it. Always. If you are trying to sidetrack having to train someone how to do something and hiring a not culturally fit person for your business, they will drag down everything you have worked so very hard for in building that amazing work culture. So pass on that. Make sure that you have the right attitude for the job. Now, how do you find and attract these kinds of people? When interviewing, get to know who they are and how they feel about themselves. You want to hire someone that has a similar personality to that of the team, or if this is your first hire, that is similar to you. Now, I might get some backlash for this and all the Oh, diversity and this and that and everything else. There is nothing wrong with choosing the right fit of people for your company so that your company can continue to grow with people that are invested in it. When you are hiring people, ask them questions and then shut up and listen. <laughs> this is something that took some work for me. I was so excited to tell them about everything that is the business, everything that we've built, everything that we're working on. You know, that's just kind of the dreamer side of me. Uh, sometimes I get super involved in that and I don't pay attention to the social cues, but I do de- Learned something really awesome from the last round of hiring stuff that we did for a field technician from my husband. And he said, give them some silence and see what they do with it. Do they fidget? Do they feel comfortable with themselves? Are they smiling? Do they run on and on about unnecessary, unjob related things? This is a great measurement tool for how they will be within the four walls of your business. Pay attention to body language cues as well. I was interviewing for an office assistant, and this girl had a dress on. She looked very nice. Um, But the way she she was sitting in a chair that was semi Sharon Stone-ish with her arm kind of like On to the next chair as if she was like lounging at a barbecue. Now, I'm glad that she felt comfortable in my office, but very inappropriate and almost lazy and sloppy for a job interview. I mean, really, it's a job interview. Everybody's on their best, you know, best foot forward on a job interview. So that was a fast no for me. Based upon her body language cues, she had the skills and I thought she was a really nice person, but it, she just seemed lazy to me <laughs> when coming in and being able to be that relaxed in a first job interview. Now, I'm sure you've probably heard this a lot, and this is also something that will take some time and some training and actually for you to go through and feel the emotions of this, but The wise, wise, wise words of hire slow, fire fast should be one of the top quotes and things that us as entrepreneurs pay attention to. Why? Because we make it personal when we feel like we have to let somebody go. It is as if you are the sole reason why they are now not going to be able to feed their family. And you cannot feel that way. You are running a business and you have to do what is best for the business. Many times, if you hire someone too quickly and you don't thoroughly spend the time interviewing that person, you may miss some cues and end up finding that they're just not a great cultural fit for your business. And honestly, when it's not a great fit for the business and they're kind of the odd man out or odd woman out, they feel that too. It's not working for them either. So firing employees doesn't have to feel icky and it shouldn't be ruthless. I find that if you handle it with care by being clear about why it's not a great fit, they will respect that. And if they don't and they have a meltdown, you have to just go through that emotion with them until you can escort them out. Um, And I don't mean that in a mean way. I'm just saying feel the feels with them, empathize with them about what just happened and let them know if they were a good person. They just weren't a good fit for your business that if they need anything from you in the future, you know, potentially they might be a good fit for another position that may open up. Or if they need, you know, any guidance for something, maybe you have some resources that you can help them with. I find that if you're kind and upfront front with them and direct and have positive energy, it will be an okay experience. The first time that you have to fire somebody is heartbreaking. And this year, we've actually had to go through that. Um, My office manager had to fire someone for the first time in her life. And I'll tell you what, it was agonizing because I know how stressed out it made her. And I'd love to see how much she cared as a human and and cared about the position, and felt that this person was not a right fit, but she also had, you know, heartstrings being tugged up because no one likes to have to fire somebody, but continuing to coach, and educate your managers on how to properly do this, and supporting them well, and after they do this, is one of the most beneficial things you could possibly do in growing your management team. The confidence that I see on my office manager's face after being put up against the wall of having to make that decision, making the call and following through with it, it's incredible. It's incredible to see that growth in the people that are working in your company. And you've given them that opportunity by standing by them and supporting them and trusting that they make the right decision for the position that they are managing within your business, which is so super cool. As an entrepreneur, you have to understand that the people that got you here may not get you to where you want to go. And it's your job to make that determination. Side note, If you have a management structure, just continue to keep coaching them to shape your dream team. Now, I know we mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but culture eats strategy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. (laughs) You can have the best operations in plan. You can have policies and procedures. You can have the best financial plan and all these things lined up. But if you don't have the right culture, your business lacks a spirit. You can have the body of the business. But if you don't have the right people and the right attitudes, your body lacks the spirit. The spirit is your brand. The spirit sells your services. The spirit build your company. So how do you do this? One, you must trust the people that work at your company. I see this. I hear it. I'm part of groups that I see so often that it's like, I think that my employee's stealing, or I think that my employee's writing down the wrong time, or I think this, or I think this. Are you doing anything about it? If you have people on your team that you cannot trust, you must let them go immediately, period. Building a business and giving them a portion of something that you have built to make it grow. It's literally like finding a babysitter the first time that you're a mom and you're like, I'm never leaving my kids with anybody. And then you find a dream babysitter and she takes care of the baby and it smells so good and it's always fed and dressed beautifully and all of this cute stuff. You're like, oh, that wasn't so scary after all. I trust this person with this baby that I created. A business, like it or not, is an extension of almost having another job. And you have to sector off parts of your business for other people to be able to help you with that so that you can continue to grow the business. So you must trust the person that you hire. You must empower them. You must empower them to do their job and make decisions. This grows with trust. When someone comes to me with a question, I ask them what they would do and then I listen. Once they give me an answer, I either agree with them and commend them on making that decision, or I coach them from there to tweak a few things. Or if it's something that I feel is going to be detrimental to the business, or maybe a poor choice, I will give them my thoughts at that point. Let them know it's okay to make mistakes. It's not okay to not try. What are the goals of the company? What are the goals for the employees? And how are they measured? You must set clear goals for those that you have entrusted with portions of your business. Now, I have three boards in our main office. One of them measures monthly sales goals for the entire year. So we have it broken up by services and by the months. So that we can compare. We have last year's numbers up there. And then we add this year's new numbers to it as we close out the month and we can compare things. It's so fun to see the growth that has occurred at this business. It's insane. Um, another one is broken into four weeks per month sales goals and it's updated weekly and we discuss it in our team meetings that we have every Wednesday morning. We look for opportunities and I commend them on the things that we've accomplished when we have good weeks and sometimes we have bad weeks, but there's always something good and there's always an area of improvement. But when you're talking about it, when it gets written, it gets measured. And then people are excited to see the results. If you are not sharing your numbers with your service company, and I mean everyone from your, your youngest service technicians through office assistants, managers, everyone, you are doing a great disservice to your business. One, I feel like they're a huge part of that business and they deserve to know how much we're making and what we're doing with stuff and being fully transparent with them. You also have to understand and educate them that just because money's coming in doesn't mean that it's not going out. So sharing those numbers are also very important. The other board that we have in our office is our yearly goals. So each team member at the beginning of the year has to write at least three personal goals for, for the year that they have for themselves with for their family and three work goals that they want to achieve within the business that year. They have to write them on post-it notes and we put them up on a board in our main office so everyone can see them. It is one of the most amazing feelings. And I always get really emotional about this. I seriously can never talk about this without getting teary-eyed. But it is one of the best feelings in the world to see one of my team members accomplish one of those goals. And to be honest with you, it's more impactful to me when they accomplish their personal goals than it even is the ones that they set for their business goals. And I'll tell you why. When people are achieving on a personal level, they glow differently. I have a service technician that his goal was to get a razor or a side-by-side this year. He was able to purchase that this last week and I saw a picture of him on Facebook with his daughter inside of that. And they were out going for a cruise. And I just immediately got emotional about that because it was a goal that he set. And he set it and he was serious about it because he wrote it down so that the rest of us could see it. And then he accomplished it. And what I saw in that photo was happiness and a feeling of success and another opportunity and avenue for him to spend time with his children, which is also another goal that he wrote down on that board, was to spend more time with his kids. It's so amazing to see that. I read a book once that was called Blue Collar Gold. It's very good. It's uh, written by, from a gentleman that started a chimney-sweeping business, of all things. Um, but at the end of the book, he's talking about how one of the biggest senses of accomplishment, or the things that he loved to see the most, was that the people that came on board with him believed in the mission of this business. And they started with him when he really couldn't pay them a whole ton He was giving them an opportunity to learn and be a part of something and to grow with this business. And his biggest sense of accomplishment was slowly seeing the parking lot at their business change. The people that used to come to work in their little hoopty cars. were now coming to work in a nice pickup truck or the car that they've always wanted to have. Now I'm not talking Ferraris and crazy stuff, but they were very proud to be driving really good vehicles. And that was such a sense of accomplishment for him to see that they were able to achieve those personal goals. And I always thought that would be so cool to be able to do that. And in watching that happen through my business this last year, it's been just so incredible to see that. So find those people that are willing to share their personal life with you as an owner and that you can have some kind of impact in helping them accomplish their personal goals that will only help them drive home those business goals that they set. We've been able to take off probably half of the business goals that were made already for the year. And we set some pretty lofty goals. So I'm really proud of the team that we have. You also have to define your company's purpose beyond making money. Why do you do what you do? You have to tell people that, and you have to live, eat, and breathe that because when shit hits the fan or people are upset, are these people still going to do the right thing? Our company goal is simple. We educate and assist as much as possible while sustaining the highest levels of integrity in environmental consciousness. So, If we're going to do an inspection and someone gets mad because the tank is failing and that's not fair because it passed a year ago and blah, 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 and we can explain to them, look, unfortunately, this didn't just happen in a year, but you had a subpar inspection before and now, unfortunately, this this is what you have. And we're sticking to our guns there instead of just collecting the money and moving on and acting like nothing happened. Those are the beautiful things that I watch happen in the business all the time. And everybody sticks up for the other person because we all handle it the same way every time. Do the right thing. The next thing I want to talk about, pay your people. Offer them benefits. Try to find something. If you can't offer medical benefits or things like that yet, offer Amazon memberships. Offer Sam's Club or Costco memberships. Or offer a dental plan. Those are pretty inexpensive. Make and keep attractive compensation so that your people can make a good living for their families. Don't skimp on wages and benefits. Consider those must-have investments in your business. I was able to locate some health benefits that are paid 100% for my employees that work here after 90 days. They're great. They're not your typical, but they're fantastic. They're actually better if you actually have healthy people that are working for you. So if you need any help with that, please DM me. I will be happy to hook you up with my great friend, that can take you through all of that stuff. Katie is phenomenal and she's a great resource. We also want to share each other's wins and losses. We have to celebrate each other. Celebrate reviews left by customers. Talk about bad reviews. You know you're going to get some at some point. Brainstorm ways together to ensure that we did the best we could or ways to improve next time. Also make sure that you respond to those Our slogan at my pumping company is, we do epic shit. It's fun and it's playful. It's a septic business. We got to find something. And we use it often in our marketing swag. People love it. They always want shirts. They always want all kinds of stuff with it. They think it's great. So I was brainstorming with a coach on other ways to implement the slogan throughout our business. And I'm in the process now of developing an I caught blank person, fill in the blank, doing epic shit. And it's an employee recognition program. This will be a way to incorporate our value statement into another avenue of our business and make our brand even more well-balanced throughout the company. Plus, it's not just going to be a recognition from me now. They'll be encouraged to recognize each other for good deeds done And that builds trust and appreciation among your team, which is a massive win-win. Appreciate your people. This is so simple. And yet, I'm hearing so much more and more from the more employees that we get in here, how rare this is in the workplace. Appreciate them. Bring in a coffee. What the hell does that cost you? $5? Bring them in coffee. Shake their hand. Hand them a $50 bill for doing a job well well done that day. You know, if they got a review that was like, you know, we had one, uh, one of my technicians, his name is Keith. And it was like, Keith was so knowledgeable and he helped me so much. And she was this older lady and she was so appreciative. And I would give you 10 stars if I could. He just made me so happy and he educated me, blah, blah, blah. You have to say thank you for those. Do you know how many times you are going to earn jobs because someone read that review? Hand the man 50 bucks, tell him to go buy beers with his buddies after work or whatever. Appreciate your people. Post public reviews, naming employees throughout your social media and tag them on their own social media so that they know that they're getting acknowledgement from their, the company that they work with. Take them to lunch and don't talk about work the whole time. Talk about what's going on with them, their kids, their home, their work. Are they moving? Did they build a new house? All those things. Host a barbecue and have everybody over. Or do a happy hour somewhere. My golden rule is I never let my people leave the building when I am here without thanking them for their hard work that day. It's a very simple thank you guys as they're walking out the door. Or if I'm leaving first, thank you ladies. Or great work today. Or if you see that a great review comes in, take a quick screenshot of that latest review and send it through a group text or text message with a high five emoji or like, thank you for being part of this team. Don't overthink it. Just do it. And to be honest with you, I had a little bit of a hard time um. Without that recognition sometimes. And I, I've heard this before from entrepreneurs before is that they say, I do all this stuff for people, but they don't ever say anything back. It is literally a perception change. You aren't doing this so that you hear them say something back to you. Sometimes they don't know what to say <laughs> because it is such a strange concept that someone actually is doing this or thanking them so much. I have a technician that has literally told me many times, thank you for not yelling at me. And he is this wonderful man. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, Tim? And he's like, it's just nice to come to work where I don't get yelled at. I can't even imagine ever talking to anyone on my team like that. But this is kind of the workforce that we are working in, in the service industry. It's been harsh. It's been run by Some not nice men that don't give a shit about the people. They're just caring about bringing in money. So stand out from the crowd and do that. People will stay where they feel appreciated. So appreciate them. Also, and one of the very most important things is don't fear making mistakes. And make sure that your team feels that way. Because that's where... You become tough. Normalize that making mistakes is part of the growth process of a business and a team. We all screw up at times, including us as owners and leaders. You have to own it. Your example of saying, oh, shit, I forgot to do that. Sorry, I'll go get on that. Or crap, I missed that. My bad. I'm on it, though. Or, "Uh uh-oh, I forgot to do that you know what, I ran out of time. Could you possibly help me with something? When you do this as a leader, it gives them the confidence to do the same. If someone makes a judgment call, let them make the judgment call and deal with it afterwards. Don't barrage them or yell at them or make them feel less than if it didn't turn out favorably. Use this as a coaching opportunity to do maybe something a little bit different next time. Very few times is something that happens out in the field or in the office going to be like catastrophic for your business. So do what you can to turn those mistakes into learning opportunities. And if someone comes to you on your team and admits that they have made a mistake, the first thing you should do is thank them. Then move on to fixing it. As the owner or leader, you truly set the tone of your business. What is the tone of your business? Is it your culture? If it's not... Things need to change. Your culture will be developed around the tone that you have as the leader. It's a trickle-down effect. When you focus and run a business by leading by example and embracing the fact that a true leader invests in the person first, not the position that they hold, you will be winning. Focus on the things you can do to improve the whole person. This will not only make them better in their work life, but also in their personal life. A happier, livelier person is a better employee. Proven fact. It's a proven fact. Make your team aware that they're an integral part. They are the moving wheels of creating and keeping the awesome culture at your company. Ownership for the greater purpose of the company will also increase retention and turnover costs. Workplace culture truly starts with you. Now, I have given you plenty of ideas and things to implement inside of your business to better the culture of your company. So pick one. Start there. Add another one. Polish that. And just keep going. You'll be there in no time with a beautiful work culture that you are so proud to have. I believe in you and I know you can do this. If you are struggling with this or if you have a culture problem with your company now and you need to strategize on ways to be able to correct that or fix it, please DM me send me an email at tanya at ladieskickinass.com. I would be more than happy to jump on a call with you and strategize on different ways that you could possibly course correct that and fix it before it gets worse. The thing is, is that you have one bad apple, they will spoil the crop. So make sure that if that is something that you are facing in your business right now, You take care of that immediately, and then we start implementing all of the things to improve the work culture. If you're just hiring, congratulations on your growth. I'm so excited for you. Remember, hire slow, fire fast, and make sure that you take time to get to know that person as a person before you ever extend a job responsibility within your company. Thanks, ladies, and have a fantastic weekend. And again, if you haven't checked out any of our earlier episodes, there's so much information in there to help you build and scale the most amazing service business. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Kickin' Ass podcast. I would love to invite you to become part of our exclusive community on Facebook groups. There is so much value there in inspiring you to chase your goals and coaching you on how to get there. Plus, you get the support of other women from across the world who have also joined. You can also find us all over social media and at our website, ladieskickinass.com. All social media platform links are in the show notes below, so we've made it nice and easy for you. Be sure to join so you are the first to hear about exciting programs and announcements that we have coming up. And ladies, there's some good stuff. And never miss a notification for an exciting new podcast episode release. If you yourself are a lady that is kicking some serious ass and you have an awesome story that you would love to share with our audience about running your business while raising your family and becoming the woman of your dreams, I want to talk to you. Check out our website at ladieskickingass.com forward slash podcast, where you can apply to be a guest on our show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast Tell me what you think of it with a rating and share this episode with anyone you think it may inspire or help. Have a great week and I'll see you back here next Friday. Bye for now.